Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. the herd. They don't know where they are going. Many times they are led to the slaughterhouse, but they keep following. They don't lead. They don't use their mind. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction, even if others walk away. You tread your own path. Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. Attitude is what you think, what you do, and what you feel about yourself. Attitude is everything in life. Guess why? Whether you rise or fall, everything is based upon the attitude that you showed up at that moment. Your attitude determines your altitude. Listen carefully. I've been through tough times. I've experienced it and I want you to know that it wasn't my money that brought me this far. It was my attitude towards life. It was my attitude to keep going when the going gets tough. That is the lion attitude I'm talking about. The question is, what is your attitude towards life? What do you think of yourself as I'm talking to you now? Do you think of yourself as how God thinks of you? Or you think of yourself as how friends and family members think of you? You need the lion attitude. The attitude to take charge of your destiny. You need the lion attitude that says, I can. You need the lion attitude. The attitude that says, I will, because I'm bold enough to fight. You need the lion attitude if you are standing in for greatness. Real lions, they are hungry when the time comes for their mission. Lions are not followers. They are leaders who lead the rest of the animals. Become a lion. Be fearless. Don't talk. Walk the talk. Real lions, they demonstrate who they are. A lion does not seek respect. They command respect and authority because they know they should be respected. Be a lion. A sheep follows a leader. A lion leash is about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go your own direction, even if no one believes in you. Follow your heart. Only you know what is best for you. Only you know the path to take. You have the heart of a lion inside you. Let it out. Don't fit in. 
Stand out and use your gift. The lion is certain. There are no maybes with the lion. This is my decision and I will attack until the outcome is mine. No one will push me around. No one will tell me where to go or what to do. If I want something, I will go after it with everything I have inside me. The sheep is not certain. That is why the sheep follows the herd, not knowing where they are going, not caring, just drifting through life, being pulled and prodded, being sheared from head to toe until there is nothing left to give. And that is what I see in many of you, life, the world, and society is shredding you of your very self. Head to toe, you lose your own unique footprint. You become what others want you to see, not what you want to be. Don't let anyone push you around. Be like a lion. Roar so loud with your own spirit that no one will doubt you ever again. No one will question your goals. No one will dare challenge you again because you certainly will shine through like the lion. You have that heart, the heart of the lion. And welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast that pissed off shitbag Steve Commanders and cost my daddy his job and then pissed them off yet again with his number one book, Mental Health Barricade, on Amazon. And now your host, my Uncle Mike and best-selling author, my daddy. Fuck you, Commanders. Up your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and my co-host... You can hear me? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Mike, how the heavens are you, my friend? What's up? Well, you know something? It's been quite a while since we've done an episode together. We had, um, you went on vacation, and I took a break... Uh, I took a mental week break. We'll get into that later. Uh, I have, I have um, gotten so many emails that you were either dead, um, that you were 
uh, taken hostage by Antifa in the big city that you work in. Well, we did do that interview. So, I mean, that's that's a good point. I could have been. Well, you know what? Um, we do need to do an interview with uh, um, Antifa Carl. Um, he, you know, they, they broke down Chaz, Chop, so he's out of a job. Yeah, feel uh, bad for him. What was he, Community Angel? What was yeah. it? Community Guardian Angel or some shit? Yeah, some, um, multiple hats. Yeah, yeah. So um, then somebody wrote in, did you also run for the hills? Does it run in the name? Ooh. Maybe I should stop having hosts with that name. And I assured everybody that it was just the scheduling, like your vacation, well-deserved vacation, by the way, Mike, Mike. Um, you know, your vacation. And then, you know, like I took some time off um, and then the book came out uh, during this whole thing, man. Uh, I don't think the book was out at any of the episodes that we did. So the book came out and never in my ma- wildest imagination would I have thought that the um, book would do as well as it did and is doing. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. It is, I think, the 21st day of being number one new release in mental health category, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it keeps fluctuating. Every hour it changes on Amazon. We're between number five and number eight on the bestseller for Amazon, which is pretty cool. So if you have not gotten your hard copy, you can go to rollcallroom.com and go get your hard copy. Uh, if you use promo code STIGMA, you'll get a special sale price on the book. Uh, it is not about the money of the book. It's about getting it out there and getting the word out there and what the message in the book is, uh, which is basically poor law enforcement leadership is what is driving the suicide rate up. As we record this today, we hit number 100 in law enforcement suicides today, Crazy. which is very, very sad. Yeah. Um, so I want to get right into it, bro, because, um, you know, really near and dear to my heart, um, my former agency that I used to work for, you know, I, I have this deep love for them and the cockles of my my soul and my heart. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, being a former union guy, I was a vice president, those of you that don't know. Um, when I watch an injustice happen, I would like to see that unions step up and they do their job. And that's what they're meant for, especially, you know, we're a small agency, about 300 sworn, Mike, not like, you know, yours. Mm-hmm. Yours has a major, major fucking like a real good grasp on things kind of i mean you know your shitty politicians are going to do whatever they're going to do and we're going to get into that so i did a facebook live about this officer john uh i will not use his last name um because i think the department and the city has pretty much fucked him uh as much as they possibly could already by dragging his name through the mud Um, I did a Facebook live preliminary about what was going on and I was pretty fired up, um, to say the least. Mike shot me a text message in the middle of it and he was like, let's take it down a couple of notches. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right, bro. Um, but now I've, I've spoken to friends and family of John and I feel it's necessary to be his advocate because it doesn't seem like there's very many of them. Um, from the political side of things. And for those of you that are not from the uh, Alexandria, Virginia area, uh, let me give you the backstory on this. Uh, So John, John worked for me when I was a supervisor. I handpicked him to be in the community policing unit. Uh, He was an outstanding patrol officer. It's one of the things that appealed to me about him coming over to the unit. Um, I brought him over with one of his very, very close friends. and the reason why I brought them over there was is the dynamic of them being good friends. They could work together in the cohesiveness. And I always admired John because John um, had a very, very strong, strong knowledge of department policy. Uh, actually, he had better knowledge of department policy than I even had as a supervisor. Uh, there would be times where I would say something and John would uh, correct me very politely, very professionally, and be like, hey, Sarge, that's that's not correct. It doesn't even say that in the directive. And 
You know, he was always right. He always knew right from wrong. Uh, in addition to being in the community policing unit, John was also in the honor guard. And for those of you that don't know what the honor guard is, is every time there's a law enforcement uh, death or line of duty, retirement or so on, the honor guard does a um, honorable funeral for them. Um, and John was a part of that. John was also a part of what's called the crisis intervention team, CIT. Something that I avoided taking for a very, very long time, six years in my department, and I actually was glad that I avoided it because my last year in the department was when I took it, and John was one of my instructors. And one of the things that struck me about John was I got to see a different side of John that I didn't see when he worked for me, which was he was incredibly gifted in the art of crisis intervention. And I tell you all of this because I want you to get a very well-rounded picture of John and who John is. So when I tell you this story, I want you to be equally as upset as I am, uh, because this is not um, this is not Rambo cop out there, uh, willing nilly not doing their job or doesn't know how to do their job or anything like that. So let's set the picture for that. Uh, I'll attest for John's character as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, folks from my former agency. 50-50 shot. 50% of them like me, 50% believe the bullshit that, that was said about me. Whatever. I don't care. This isn't about you. This is about John. So um, John has, a, has a, um, a suspect that we all know. We've had multiple run-ins with him. Uh, Mike, I'm sure you've had multiple, you know, you've had frequent flyers in your time where you would have the same person. Yep, absolutely. Uh, John lived in a public housing building. What does that mean? Uh, it's a 17-floor uh, building, um, public housing of elderly people. Okay, So they're living there for free uh, or a voucher, and John lives with them. So think about that. Is it like uh, is it like uh, um, like our officer next door program? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he lives there for free, and then he's in the shittiest building, literally the shittiest building in the city. He's living there rent free, and knocks on the door at all hours of the night. Um, you know, many many times he would um, come in and he'd be like, "Sarge, I got to knock at the door at three o'clock in the morning, and this is what we're." And I was like, go get an overtime slip. And he's like, no, 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 It's all part of my, you know, my rent deal, whatever. Stand-up guy. Okay. So January, he has a run-in with this guy. He takes him to the hospital. Uh, takes him to the hospital. And um, whatever winds up happening, the guy's in custody. The guy gets froggy on him. John uses um, a control hold tactic. Not a choke. Nothing that's in the media. No taser. No baton. No nothing. Okay. And I've seen the video. Before I left the agency, I saw the video because this happened in January. I was still working there. I saw the video. Nothing out of character. Okay? January. Okay? So what happens is George Floyd happens, right? And um, my favorite chief of police from that agency um, does this whole song and dance about, you know, Black Lives Matter and... Um, you know, we're very transparent, we're open, uh, puts a barrier around the front of headquarters, holds a, um, uh, you know, they hold a protest outside of headquarters, um, him and the, um, uh, the puppet assistant chief go out there and, uh, you know, they shake hands and they talk and they, you know, they, they, they do what they do, which is, you know, the, 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 the normal bullshit, you know, I'm, I'm part of you kind of shit. Um, you know, they go out there and they do this whole thing. And, and chief Brown, he, um, he goes, you know, I won't stand for, you know, uh, excessive use of force, yada, 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 yada. So whatever winds up happening, this guy, uh, comes into headquarters or wherever, whatever winds up happening. Now we're in June. Okay. So this happened in Ju January. Now in June, they decide that they're going to put John on suspension because of this use of force happened six months ago. Then what they decide to do is they decide to fire him. Okay. Now, according to the Alexandria city police department directives, all criminal investigations supersede administrative investigations first. 
So criminal investigation needs to happen first before an administrative investigation happens. Bear that in mind. This is all public information, folks. You can easily go on alexandriava.gov and you can look up police directives and it's in the directive. It says it right there. All criminal investigations supersede administrative investigations. What do they do? They change the policy. Not change it physically written down. They just willy-nilly just change it because what they do is they fire them. Then what they do is they pass it over to the Commonwealth Attorney for criminal prosecution. So they don't do uh, a criminal investigation first, then the administrative. They flip-flop it. They go, well, now we got a shitstorm up our hand because we don't want to have a fucking riot because of George Floyd. So instead of giving this kid the benefit of the doubt and giving doing a full investigation, and bear in mind that the police department can't do their own criminal investigation. State police should have come in or the local jurisdiction next to it should have come in. They don't. They fire them. Chief just, Brown. Just like that on the spot. Just like that. Just like that. They administer. So this is what happens, right? It's very, very weird. And I'm trying, I'm trying to have a sequence of events for you folks that don't know what's going on. And the reason why I'm telling you this story is, is because we're seeing more and more of this shit happening, like what happened in Atlanta with the officer uh, that got into the tussle with the dude that took his taser and then he shot him. And then the next fucking day he was arrested. And if we don't stand up and we don't start talking about shit like this, this is going to be the culture. So the reason why I'm telling you this story is, is because one, I get joy out of this because it just shows the the failure of leadership in my former agency. And two, it proves that I'm not fucking nuts because I've just been pounding the floor since April 20th telling people from that agency that your chief is a fucking liar. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So April 26th, this guy, uh, the chief, turns around and releases this statement. He goes – Use of force is dehumanizing and should be avoided whenever possible, even when legally justified. Hmm. What weird. the fuck? What does that mean? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Unjustified use of force is completely unacceptable, and we will continue to hold officers accountable in the rare cases when violations of this, of this policy occur. Alexandria police officers do not typically use force at all, because they are equipped with de-escalation interactions and situations when possible by communicating effectively with subjects, maintaining distance, and employing other measures to protect themselves and those around them. That's on Jan June 26th. That's what he sends to the press. Okay, On June 27th, this chief sends out an entire police staff email. And how did I get this email, Mike? As how did you that. get it? Hey, Nick, how did you get that email? Well, I filed a FOIA request. Oh. One of the many FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act requests that I filed with the city. And they actually gave me a copy of this email, which blew me away because they've been fucking around with every, every FOIA that I've asked for, including FOIAs on my case. And this city continues to break the federal law with, the F uh, with FOIA because they think it's fucking cute. We'll get to that in a minute. So on June 22nd, I uh, get a copy of this FOIA. Um, this is what this is what is released by the chief again to his staff, because now he's got a fucking problem on his hands because he releases the first statement to the public without even talking to the rank and file about one of their own that's about to get not only fired, but arrested. But the staff doesn't know he's about to get arrested. They don't know yet. But what they also don't know, and I'm going to get to this in a minute, is the chief, the public information officer, the city manager, the deputy city manager, and all the other people at City Hall all knew that he was going to get arrested, and they were preparing a press release the week prior. I know this because of a Freedom of Information Act request. We're going to get to that. So he releases on June 27th, he says uh, to the entire staff, this afternoon at my request, I met with representative of the, labors, of the labor associations concerning the need to issue the press release on Friday. I appreciate them willing to meet with me on such short notice. We discussed why, press, why the press release occurred. I had hoped that due process would have been completed prior to having, a having to respond to media requests. Unfortunately, we received our first media request on the case within hours of the first of 
of the first involved employee being notified of the findings and about 30 minutes after the command staff was briefed. So in other words, in this press release, he is saying that a member of the command staff or John leaked this to the press. And that is why he was forced to make the June 26th press release. Cap, you tracking, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I see, I see your look. Your look is like, this is fucking bad. Because <laughs> it is. So uh, this press inquiry forced the department to issue a press release to clarify our response to the case. Great care was used in crafting the release to not identify the involved employees, to provide some due process for the employees and still ensure the public the department responded to the case appropriately. We also discussed my quote on the use of force being dehumanizing, even when justified. We discussed how this may have been interpreted, and I would like to clarify it for you. No police officer enjoys having to use force to conduct police business. I meant using force is not a pleasant thing for the officer or the subject involved. In such instances, under any circumstances, uh, uh, under any circumstances, let me assure you, as I have in the past, that you will be supported in any use of force found to be justified and within policy. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I, I, I know. Sorry, I I'm, I'm speechless. Like, uh, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in other words, I'm selling one of your officers down the river, but I also want to assure you, don't worry, I got your back. Uh, I fully understand that this is a tough time uh, to be uh, in policing right now. That said, I wanted to clarify two points with you. I appreciate appreciate the Labor Association representative sharing your views. And thank you. And please remember, my door is always open, Mike. So, you know, when I read that, um, just like you, Mike, I'm a career cop. I've been a cop almost 20 years, man. You know, like, um, it just didn't sit with me. I was like, this doesn't sound right. Sounds like a high-level commander left the command meeting and said, fuck this. I'm going rogue. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to leak this to the press. And I knew it wasn't John because John would never fucking release a fucking press release about himself. And nor would the union attorney allow him to do that. So this didn't sit right with me, Mike. This didn't sit right. Oh, it doesn't sit. I mean, I'm sitting here. It doesn't sit right with me. I mean, I, well, I start inquiring. I start fishing around because honestly, I don't have any stake in the game. I really don't care. I don't care what happens over there. I care about John. I care about his family. But I don't care about Listen, if you folks over there want to put up with this bullshit, then keep putting up with it. But I had waited, and I waited to see if the union was going to do anything, and they didn't. So I did it for them. I filed a Freedom of Information Act on June 30th. Oh, boy, would you have thought that I had turned around and I had dumped a gallon of gasoline or jet fuel on a bunch of logs and lit a match? Because guess what? What I asked for was everything. I asked for everything. I asked for the PIO's emails between the chief the PIO of the city emailing the PIO of the police department. I asked for the city manager's emails. I asked for everybody's shit. I asked for it all. And what, is, what happened? They freaked the fuck out because now, now they're scared. Now they were scared because they were like, hmm. fuck. Wheels are turning. Wheels are turning. Why is somebody, well, not somebody, why is Nick asking for this shit. And the reason why I asked for it was I asked for the dates of June 22nd to June 26th. I wanted everything. I wanted the entire thing. I wanted emails. So that brings us to June 30th. They find out about this in the morning and they freak the fuck out because a source unnamed source inside of City Hall tells me that after my FOIA was filed, the public information officer for the city and the city manager freaked out and had multiple meetings with the chief of police to see how they were going to do this damage control. And we'll get to them. We'll get to what their tactics were in a minute. Almost immediately, this caused the chief 
to send out an email that night, June 30th, that night. I filed it for you on the, on, on the morning that night. This is what he sends out. Regrettably, after reviewing the use of force case discussed last week, the Commonwealth attorney has charged John with misdemeanor assault and battery. He subsequently voluntarily surrendered this evening at the detention center. He was booked and released after posting bail. The city will issue a press release on the issue this evening in, uh, in conference with city protocols when employees are facing criminal charges. So he was locked up on justifiable um a justifiable incident, a justifiable force. It gets and, worse. And he was he was he was brought up on charges. That is fucking pathetic. It gets worse, which is, is the rat squad, uh the office of professional responsibility, turns around and they go swear out the warrant on him. And this is a misdemeanor. This is a misdemeanor assault and battery, releasable on a ticket. On a fucking ticket. And what do they do? Even with the COVID protocol at booking, which is they don't want anybody at booking if they don't have to, okay? Because it's such a protocol involved with getting anybody into booking. They seek that they supersede that. They don't release them on a VU, on a ticket or what we call a VUS, Virginia Uniform Summits. They take them to booking, okay? They don't release them on a ticket. He goes on. I also want to take an opportunity to apologize to you all. As I have misspoken about the press release timeline on June 26th, in, in researching this further, I realized I misunderstood the sequence of events that day and public and on that day and public release plan, plan. The press release was prepared in advance with expectation of being released on Friday. We did not receive media inquiries until after the press release was issued. Again, I apologize for mi any misunderstanding or implications from my previous comments. You just openly admitted as the chief of police that you lied. You said that a media inquiry happened 30 minutes after your command staff meeting and John was notified that he was being fired and arrested. You lied. Why? Why'd you lie? You also said that this press release was never uh, prepared. It was it had to it was emergency. We had to release it because there was a leak. That's a lie. You said that this was prepared in advance. That's unacceptable. And the reason why it's unacceptable is is I've sat in this chief's office as the union president, uh, union vice president, and multiple times has said that if you're a liar and you wear a uniform, you're added to the Brady list. And if you don't know what the Brady list is, is that once you're declared a liar as a law enforcement officer, you can't testify in court. Sir, you're a liar. Chief, you're a liar. You openly admitted it. And I got it right here in black and white. I'm going to go a little bit further. After my FOIA request and multiple emails to the city officials, which landed on deaf ears because they don't give a fuck. City manager doesn't care. Mayor doesn't care. PIO doesn't care. They don't care. So what I did was is I did the same thing to the chief that everybody else can do, which is I filed an internal investigation on the chief of police for lying to the rank and file and to the public. You know what they did with that internal investigation, Mike? <laughs> Nick, what did they do? Nothing. They uh, squashed it. Well, that's that's surprising. I printed the internal investigation out because I knew that that was going to happen. It's gone. It's not even being investigated. I requested that the internal investigation be conducted by the Virginia State Police. It's been three weeks. I haven't heard anything. So chief of police lies, no accountability. Okay. John's done nothing but tell the truth. Use of force happened six months ago. This guy gets fucking raked over the coals. Right. So somebody finally wakes up over at one of the unions over there and they send out this survey. Uh, it's a uh, 13, 14, 14 question survey. I'm not going to read every single one of them. Um, they send out this survey through SurveyMonkey 
And my feeling is, is that they're starting to circle the wagons, trying to figure out whether or not they're going to do a vote of no confidence on this chief, which I don't understand why you need a fucking survey for that. Guy openly admitted that he lied. <laughs> I don't I just don't know how you can have any confidence in him anyway. He just sent one of your own people down the fucking river. I just don't understand that. So I digress. I'm going to read a couple of the um, the uh, surveys, uh, survey results. Uh, question number one, very damning. Considering the current national climate and the scrutiny of police policies and procedures, the APD will be actively seeking community comment and input on the adoption of reforms. Do you feel the current chief of police has the requisite respect of APD officers to lead the department into the new era? 13.33% said yes. 68% said no. Wow. Question number two. If you are accused of violating policy, do you believe you will receive a fair administrative process? 25% said yes. 60% said no. Do you believe the chief's evaluations of your actions during an arrest will be honestly reviewed? 16% said yes. 78% said no. Have the actions of the chief of police during the recent termination of an Alexander police officer caused you to reduce your normal productive activities? 60% said yes. 26% said no. I like how you're throwing the pages after, uh, after you. I, I really am. I'm just throwing them on the floor. I, I mean, listen, uh, you know, we see where this is going. I mean, that's just. Oh, it gets worse. It gets yeah. worse. Question six, has the chief of police in his role as a leader helped to make you feel more or less secure in your future with APD? I feel less secure in my career, 65%. I feel more secure in my, my career, 3%. How, how, what was the percentage? 65% feel that they are less secure in their career at APD. And 3% feel that they are more secure after this incident. Well, what was that number? 65%. Right. <laughs> so, so basically, I mean, out of all this, you have the majority – of now this is sent out all union well so this union only has uh this union again this is a small agency it's it's 300 people right uh, but it's sent out it's sent out to the the membership right right you're talking about 60 officers uh roughly 60 officers that responded to this out of whatever um but still i mean the problem is, is it's extremely damning um i'm extremely. just doing one more i'm doing one more extremely uh, i mean Question 12, I trust the leaders of APD, Chief of Police, Deputy Chief of Police, Admin Director, to lead the agency to, to future success. 10% said yes, 65% said no. I got to tell you something, man. If I got a fucking evaluation like that, if I got a yearly evaluation like that, I'd be looking for another fucking job or I'd be on a performance improvement plan. I don't know how a fucking Chief of Police can keep their fucking job after openly admitting that you lied. And then a survey like this, I don't know about you, but I'd be packing up that hat collection that I have behind my desk that you're so proud of. Start fucking, start getting some hat boxes because it ain't looking good for you, my friend. Because if they don't remove you, you certainly don't have the respect from the rank and file. Unfortunately, I got to take a break because we're over on time and then we're going to come right back. All right, folks, stick with us. It's just getting started. <laughs> Hey folks, I'm so excited about this brand new sponsor, Ferocious Beard Company. This company is fantastic. They have a lot of great assortments of beard wax, wash, and oils. They've got apparel, they've got soaps, they've got a whole bunch of different things. Go to ferociousbeard.com, use promo code ROLLCALLROOM, and you get 20% off. I absolutely love their products. I'm telling you, I've used a lot of different beard products 
Mike and I have been searching for a beard company for a long time as a sponsor, and we finally found the best company out there, which is Ferocious Beard Company. And they're out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Go on ferociousbeard.com, use promo code Roll Call Room, and you get 20% off. All right, we are back from break. Uh, Mike is shaking his head because he can't hear the music. Um, can't hear uh, shit. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, You're fucking slacking. That's it. You're fucking. Yeah. He- your head I just can't cool. heat it, man. Um, but you know, you know, here's the thing, man. I, you know, I filed so many FOIA requests about this particular case in my case, and I've never seen an agency. And I've asked a lot of people. I've never seen an agency tiptoe and dance around violating the FOIA laws as much as I have with this uh, with this city, man. Uh, so the one that I told you about, the FOIA that I requested, that sparked this whole thing for the chief to send out the panic email admitting that he lied. They turn around and they send me a bill for it. They send me a $274 bill uh, for my FOIA. And I'm like, what the fuck are you charging me $274 for to look up emails? And they turn around and they're like, well, we have to charge you for the time that it takes to pull these emails that you want and i said well how the fuck do you determine the amount of money per minute so they send me this this breakdown i put it up on facebook it's the fucking it's the fucking stupidest thing 267 dollars and 47 cents that's what they want to charge and by the way because i know you're listening city officials your check is coming don't worry there's a whole bunch of people that are on john's side that pulled their money together and that FOIA is coming. So get them ready. You know what you should do? Do you have mm-hmm. to send it to them or do you got to personally uh personally? I gotta send it to them. I gotta wow. send it. I would yeah. personally go down with fucking coins. I know. Trust me, I thought about it. So uh Chief Brown, 12 minutes took them to to pull what I asked for, six dollars and eighty cents. Hmm. Um uh, the PIO for the for the department took 10 minutes to pull his emails, it was five dollars and sixty-seven cents. Uh, the uh, city manager, Mark Jenks, 180 minutes to pull his emails. 180 minutes? Really? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Two and a half hours for you to fucking pull this guy's email? How many fucking emails are you sending over? I guarantee. Here's the best part, Mike. I guarantee you when I get this shit, it's going to be two pages that I'm going to get. $267, two fucking pages. Because that's what they've been doing. When they send me FOIA requests, sometimes I get shit like... After I send my FOIA request, they send me something that I didn't even fucking ask for. Like they sent me this fucking use of force report from 2012, this national use of force report from a FOIA that I asked for. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This takes you longer to look this up than it does this shit. Can you ask them for a refund for like $3.86 because you had to send the shit back? So assistant city manager took 90 minutes to pull her emails at $51. The PIO for the city, um, uh, 180 minutes at $102 to pull his emails. A total of 472 minutes to pull these emails at $267.47. You fucking, you people should be ashamed of yourselves. You are what is wrong with the bureaucracy and the politics right now, and you are the cause of why officers are killing themselves at an alarming rate, and you should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. And we see it in Seattle, we see it in Portland, we see it in all these different places. And I got to tell you something, man. Uh, you know, and I got I got an officer reached out to me. I posted it yesterday. I went toe to toe with Craig, the CIA, uh, the PIO over at the city. Now what they're doing is if you leave the agency before two years, you're supposed to sign a two-year commitment before you go into the police academy. If you leave before two years, you owe the city $20,000, and they're going after officers with 9% interest. 9% interest is higher than what the mafia charges you for fucking the books, you know, for fucking running numbers. Now you got the city charging people. If you do a year with the city, you only owe them $10,000, but if you leave before the two years, you owe them $20,000. That's a great recruiting tool. 
So that means that if I don't, if this job isn't for me and I don't feel safe doing it, or I feel like I'm going to get myself or someone else hurt, I got to stick it out for two years or else I'm going to owe $20,000. How fucking stupid is that? And this guy, he, uh, he, the, um, a PIO and I, we usually go back and forth on uh, Facebook. He goes, uh, th- "That's that's that's nationally. A lot of uh, a lot of agencies do that. Uh, you know, it's a national law. You know, it's a it's a practice that's done. No, it's a practice where recruitment is a fucking problem. It's a practice when you are losing so many people that you're costing taxpayers money. Yeah, and do you want that fucking disgruntled cop for two years? Just he's going to stay on." Dumbest. Just for the two years and be a miserable prick. This is the dumbest fucking way of fucking keeping recruits. I, I just, I got to tell you, man, if you're not doing a recruitment drive now, you better be because my inside sources are telling me you're going to be in a lot of fucking trouble within the next 12 months because there's going to be people jumping fucking ship like the yep. Titanic and they ain't going to be sticking around like the violinist. Nope, a, lot of, that. a lot of the big cities, man, they, they had to pull back. Um, you know, retirement. not taking retirements because there's so many retiring. So listen, I digress. I, I mean, I've spent I've spent 40 minutes on on John's topic, and the only reason being is, is I owe John, I owe his family. Um, we all, as as a uh, brotherhood and sisterhood, we all owe his family a debt of gratitude and to rally behind him. I do want to add one thing. I forgot this detail. While John was getting booked into the adult detention center inside of Alexandria, the victim in this case that John allegedly assaulted was at the very hospital that this all happened and assaulted a nurse on the very night John was arrested. And guess what, Mike? Good guy. Good guy. Guess what? Guess what, Mike? What? Do you think he went to booking? No, because of COVID. No, you're exactly right. You know what they did? They wrote him a ticket. And they booted him in the ass and they said, be on your way. And you know what the guy tells? You know what the guy tells every all the officers and the nursing staff down at the hospital? I don't even I didn't want to press charges against John. It was the office of professional responsibility that forced me to do it. How could you live with yourself? How could you sleep at night with that? Yeah, and then when when the shit happened with me, everybody thought I was fucking nuts. Everybody's like, "Oh well, well it must have done it if the, if the, if they say he did it, he did it." No, this is the kind of shit that happens. And I wish somebody would have stuck up for me. Somebody would have done what I'm doing for John. Um, but I didn't get that. I didn't get any of that shit. And like I said, you folks over uh, at the police department, you want you want to work under that? Have at it. I don't give a fuck. I don't work there no more. I'm telling you right now, if you folks don't rally up against the tyrant, guy needs to go. Guy needs to go. There's leaders and there's dictators, and that guy has got to go. And if that doesn't wake up your your brains, I don't know what will. John's a good guy, all right? I don't care whether you were friends with him or you weren't. He didn't deserve that. And he didn't deserve to to be smacked around the way that he did. But you know what, uh, John, if you're listening to this, when this is all said and done, I would like just one trip. Me and Mike would like one trip on your yacht when you are done getting paid. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that is what is going to happen. And you and I can swap civil stories. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. All I got to say about that. Uh, speaking of which, Mike, have you heard about this Connecticut state trooper um, absolutely losing his fucking mind? Hmm. No. Did you hear? Okay. No, well, you- I got to start off with, I was yeah. on vacation in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. No service. It was fantastic. So I got to, I have to get up to date with all my shit. I, I know nothing. Well, hopefully, <laughs> you, I hope you can hear this. So let's see if you hear. Probably not because your shit sucks tonight. Can you hear it? No. You know, you're a uh, number one award winning fucking. You can't author. hear? It? No. No. You can't hear it? Motherfucker, I said no. What do you think? I'm, you think I'm lying to you? I think you are. Oh, God. Listen. Are your headphones plugged in? Oh, God. Listen. 
Is your headphones plugged in? Yeah, my headphones phones are plugged in, motherfucker. All right, do me a favor. You got your computer there? No, no, I'm I'm fucking. Yeah, I got my computer. All right, and go I got my YouTube. phone. Go on YouTube. This is not fucking professional. You know that. This whole show is not professional. That's why we haven't been picked up by uh, XM Radio yet. Mm. Well, I really don't know why you're not uh, why you're not able to hear the music. That's because we don't have a fucking uh, audio technician. Well, I'm just a cop. Did you hear that? Hmm? How about that? No. How about now? No. <laughs> it's professional. Let me tell you, folks listening at home, professional. It is It is professional. It's as professional as it could be. <laughs> that's, like, that's like, you know, sitting at fucking roll call. And you got and and you get the assignment. You're like, please don't give me that car. Please don't give me fuck because you know all night you don't have AC. Yeah, fucking radio doesn't work. Or the you're MD- in roll call. Uh, somebody comes in. Some civilian comes in to do like a like a, a fucking like a, a PowerPoint on like health insurance or life insurance or something, and it, and they can't get the fucking the projector uh, to work or the fucking video works, but the audio doesn't work. Yeah. I don't Thought know. You it was just. It was just. Motherfucker, you didn't. You didn't tell me anything. You said go on YouTube. Go on YouTube. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. Motherfucker. Okay. And I want you to, um, cut and paste this. Cut and paste and what? It's on the message. Look at the fucking screen. God, what? you're worse than the other uh, host. Jesus. What message? It should be a chat. I see a little chat on there. Sorry, fans got all day, bro. Hey, can I just ask you why you're riding their butt like that and speeding, man? I'm running his license plate because everybody yeah. else is speeding. Why are you speeding? I was only going 60. Speed limit's 40. 50. Signs. Okay. Well, bye. Do all right. A favor. Oh, give me the weed, too. No, I, I have a. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I have no a shit. medical marijuana card. Step out. I have a card. Step out. All right, all right, stop, man. You want to fucking run your mouth? No problem. You came to the right guy. Step out. All Come right, on. all right, stop. was pacing a tractor trailer looking for a motor vehicle violation because okay. the governor's office has gotten multiple complaints yeah. on traffic stops. I know. Okay? I know that. So we're out doing our thing. Okay. He decides to pass me and flip me off! Alright, sorry. Alright? Yeah, so who the fuck do you think you are worried about what I'm doing? Okay. You're right. I know I'm right, goddammit! Everyone's got something to fucking say! Mind your own goddamn business! You're fucking speeding! How about I start with that? No shit! I was following that kid for a reason! And if you hadn't done that fucking stupid stunt, I'd be with him right now! But no! You just couldn't leave it alone, could you? You had to be a fucking American! God help you if there's anything illegal in this car! Is it in the original dispensary container? What? Is it in the original dispensary container? No. Then you're fucked! How's that sound? No shit! Mind your own fucking business next time! Yeah, it's called shut the fuck up! I was driving along, I was gonna hit you with a simple citation that I keep, but no! You gotta be. Just couldn't fucking shut your mouth. Where are you going anyway? Where do you work? Where? What's that? It's a, Paper? Yeah, you know, like the liquor bottles and stuff that the, the shit comes in, like the trays? I promise you, I only have weed in the car. Honest to goodness. And it's all right here in my glove box right here. You ever heard of what a heat seeker is? No. A heat seeker is something that draws attention to itself. Heat seeking missiles, 
They go for the heat. Sit the fuck down. Did I tell you to move? Why am I speed? I'm doing my fucking job. Connecticut General Statute 14-298 allows law enforcement officers to disregard the traffic laws in the performance of their duties. How the fuck am I going to catch a speeder if I'm not speeding? You late for your job at NASA with physics? Where do you want this? Doesn't get trashed. I can I can tell. I don't want to get ruined. Unfucking believable. It just never fucking ends in this fucking job. I got 14 months. I can't fucking wait to be done. This ought to tell you why our department, instead of having 1,300, has 850 right now. There's a fucking clue to the public. What a bunch of assholes you are. Uh, I, I play that because I, I've got a couple of different things. One, from a mental health aspect, that guy seriously needs a fucking vacation really fucking bad. <laughs> Two, I want to take him out for a beer really, really badly. And three, that kid is fucked. Fucked. Um... I don't know what happened to him. Do you know what happened? Do you know if anything no, happened to that guy? I, I don't know. I know. I know it was it was all over the news. It, yeah. it, was, it was funny. It was uh it was very interesting. It was very, very interesting. Uh yeah, so um I thought that was pretty fucking hysterical. Uh that, uh, <laughs> that he, needs was... a, he needs a fucking vacation. He needs one bad, man. I mean, from his mental health standpoint, like God, that guy went fucking ballistic, bro. I mean, he said everything that you and I wish uh, wish that we can say. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, listen, this is what I want to do real quick. I want to give a couple of shout-outs. We kind of stopped doing that. Now I want to get back into it. Um, uh, these two guys just started up this new podcast, the Blue Line Podcast. Chris, uh, Chris is the guy that I deal with all the time. My daughter Haley did uh, their opening for them recorded their opening and she's going to be recording a commercial for them um soon a uh, good bunch of guys they're on our site if you go to recommended uh podcast podcast they're on there so um want to give a good shout out to those guys i also want to give a shout out to bracelets for officers uh young lady kaylee is making mike and i uh, some thin blue line bracelets uh, this is what she does uh, she's a sweet girl um she's uh, got a facebook page bracelets for officers go on there um, you know, good, good, uh, um, 
good thing that she's doing. She's trying to bring joy and, and happiness to officers, which can definitely use it right now. Uh, and then I want to say a shout out for this company, Say Again Over. Uh, they're on Instagram. Uh, again, it's called Say Again Over. Um, they make these um, uh, these different um, not plaques, but they're they're just awesome, man. Um, they sent me a package of stuff. I opened it up. Top quality stuff. I really, really love it. Um, check them out. Say again over. Um, you'll you'll love their stuff. Reasonably priced. I really like their stuff. Uh, so please check them out. Um, before we close out for the evening, uh, I do want to let you guys know that we have updated our website and that we now have um, fan packs. Uh, so fan packs will be groups of things that you can buy at a discounted rate, like our challenge coin, a hat with a PVC patch, uh, my book that's out. Um, uh, How is your book doing? My book is doing actually really, really well. Um, I think we talked about it in the beginning. It is the number one new release, and it is on the bestseller list. Um, mm. I... Um, want to apologize to you if i can have a second if you don't mind um this is a little hard for me um i want to apologize to you for the way that i spoke to you on the phone the other day uh you did not deserve to be dressed down in the fashion that i dressed you down and You didn't deserve the way that I spoke to you, and I apologize. Um, you do not need to call me. Oh, this is so hard. You do not need to call me best-selling author Nick from now on when you address me. No, fuck that. I changed it in my phone. You don't Maybe. have to. No, 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 no. Please, please, sir, sir. You made me change it in my phone. I had to put a picture of the book. As your contact. I want to apologize because the other day I called and I said, did you change my contact in your phone? No, 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 no. I said, I called you, check up on you like I always do. Mm -hmm. Say what's going on, have a couple laughs. And I'm like, yo, Nikki, what's up, bro? No, no, no. You will address me as the number one. (laughs) No, I said the best selling author. The best selling author. Nick. And, and, and what was my response? Fuck you. And I said, then we will no longer do shows together. Then we will no I longer. want to apologize because that was an ultimatum and I don't really care for those very much. And then to further embarrass myself, I told you that I would text you over what your new contact in my in your phone would be for me, which I thought was extremely unprofessional and maybe a little psychotic. Also, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to try and uh, – so Mike is showing me in his in his contacts for me. It says number one author, best-selling book on Amazon. <laughs> That's how you come up, motherfucker. <laughs> it, says, it says your name, and it says brother from another mother, and then under it says number one author. <laughs> And you know what? I am not fucking changing that. It's fucking going to stay there for life. So another embarrassing thing that I said, um, we're just going to get it all out there. You know, this not, well. a lot of people, not a lot of people listen to this show, so it's not like it's going to go far. Um, I want to apologize to you when you told me, no, you weren't going to change it. And then I said to you, I said, I am in a different club now because I'm in the bestseller yes. club. Yes. And when Stephen King and Martha Stewart invite me over to their house, <laughs> part of the bestsellers club, <laughs> I may not bring you. Little did I know it's actually the New York Times bestseller. But hey, you know what? I- I'll keep Amazon. You know, I'll just I'll keep it. You know, I I, I got to be honest. I, I never, I never in a million years even thought that it would be 
Yeah, I number have seven thousand. Let alone, I, I haven't fucking laughed that hard after I got off the phone with you, man. I was fucking. Uh, well, I will tell you this: I um, I do believe in being fully transparent, and I thought that um, the chief can definitely the chief of the agency that that I came from can use some some good training material. So I did send him an autograph book. And uh, those of you that don't think that I did, I screenshotted the letter that I wrote and the book with the mailing address, and I sent it to Mike as verification that I actually did send it. I wish you well. (laughs) Sure it did. Um, Whether or not his secretary um, opened it up, read it, and went inside of his office and said, Nick sent you a book with a letter, I don't think you want to read the letter. I'm pretty sure that that is at the landfill. <laughs> uh, no, no, he, I'm sure he read it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sure he did. Uh, well, you know what? I'm sure he had his mistress. I mean, um, somebody. No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, 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 no. No, he actually. No, no, no. He's actually. He's. He's actually very, very good to his wife. So I'm uh, sure I, he I, had somebody. Uh, somebody read it to him. But what he should do is he should make a mandatory reading from the top down. He should read it. It's only two hours long of a read. The audio audio book will be coming out any day when Audible wants to get off their ass and approve it. Um, oh, he might he might listen to the audio then, rather yeah, than read yeah, it. I'll listen to it, yeah. Listen to um, it in the car. Yeah, and I the guy that I had to do the, do the audio, bro, is just fucking. I know. Thanks for uh, for asking me to do that. I well, appreciate we're gonna that. get into that to the next uh, episode. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Dick. But uh, folks. I want to thank you for tuning in. I know it was a long one. Uh, I want to wish John and his family um, just, you know, hang in there. I know it's tough times right now. It's not, it's not fun. I'll tell you that. Uh, listen, if you haven't checked out Police Mental Barricade, a survivor's guide to poor law enforcement leadership, I want you to go on rollcallroom.com, use promo code STIGMA, and get a discount. Let's check out bluehelp.org. Um, and... Um, Ferocious Beard Company, uh, as always, uh, sponsor for the show, ferociousbeard.com. Uh, Whiskey Stones, Premium Whiskey Stones, they'll be uh, joining us soon. Uh, oh, and Midnight Platoon will be doing a live unboxing very, very soon with Midnight Platoon Gear, which is our new apparel um, sponsor, along with Salty Dogs Apparel. Mike, anything that you would like to say before we head out this bitch? Stay safe. Always insightful. All right, folks. Take it easy. Be safe. I just fucking Heine spanked the shit out of that fucking agency. Fuck (laughs) you. (laughs) Hey, folks. Nick from the Roll Call Room podcast. If you're thinking about buying a house, selling a house, or anything in between, I'd like to introduce you to a great friend of mine, Michelle Merritt. Michelle is a licensed realtor and a former law enforcement officer who just happens to be my old academy partner. After medically recovering from her on-duty injury, she now looks out for her first responder family by walking them step-by-step through the real estate process, all the way through to settlement and beyond. Working with Pearson Smith Realty in Ashburn, Michelle serves clients all over Virginia. First responder incentives are listed on her website at soldwithmerit, that's M-E-R-R-I-T-T dot com. Tell Michelle that Nick from the Roll Call Room sent you and you'll receive a credit of up to $500 on your home inspection. Trust me, folks, Michelle is the way to go.